Well, when it comes to getting ready for the college football season, nobody is better than Phil Steele. He now joins us on Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. Great to be with you guys for another week with the season just a couple of weeks away. Of course, we read Phil's preview book religiously. I know many of you do as well. So let's welcome on Phil Steele to the show. And before we do that, leave that rating and review. Hit that subscribe button because you will get a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you do that. And then send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll get you the koozie in the mail. The only place to get the koozie is by leaving a rating and review on the podcast. All right, Phil, before we get to the on-field stuff, it's been a crazy couple of weeks off the field. Take us through uh, where you're at on conference realignment. Of course, Oklahoma and Texas leaving for the SEC and how the rest of the Big 12 and the fan bases in the Big 12 should be feeling right now. Well, if I'm if I'm a Big 12 fan, I'm probably pretty nervous right now because uh the best two teams just let the conf- left the conference and uh the commissioner Bowlesby is saying that it's going to re- reduce the revenue by 50%. So, you have to wonder exactly what's going to happen with the Big 12. Personally, Pete, I don't know exactly where we're headed. I've always thought it was four 16 team super conferences, but uh We'll we'll have to see how it all shakes out. It's going to be a a very hectic, I think, uh, month of August. Phil, let's dive into the season. That's what we're all excited for here. Uh, The Big 12, it feels like for the first time, the Big 12 is kind of in a 1-2, a strong 1-2 place with Oklahoma-Iowa State. There's always been a debate over who's number two after Oklahoma. I don't feel like that debate exists this year. What do you think? When you look at this conference right now in the 1-2, is it a solid 1-2, or can you make a solid argument for who the next best team is after Oklahoma? I'm going to agree with you 100% there, Pete. I do think Oklahoma and Iowa State are both national title contenders, and the rest of the Big 12 may have a shot. You know, if TCU, Texas, perhaps pull an upset or two during the season, they could work their way into the picture, but you're legitimate. Uh, national title contenders are Oklahoma and Iowa State, and I've got Oklahoma favored in all their games, and Iowa State an underdog in just one, and that's their game at Oklahoma this year. So you think the Cyclones then are you? You said national title contenders, Phil. You're buying it. You really love the Cyclones, huh? Yeah, I absolutely do. You know, when you when you look at Iowa State last year, probably the uh, biggest question mark you had with them was on the offensive line. It was a young offensive line, but Matt Campbell did a great job building that group. By the end of the year, they were a semifinalist for the Joe Moore Award. Uh, this year when I talked to Coach Campbell going over a team with him, he said it's the deepest offensive line he's had and has a chance to be really special. Now you take that veteran offensive line and you meld it with a veteran quarterback like Brock Purdy, perhaps the best running back in the country in Brees Hall, best tight end room in the country with Chase Allen and Charlie Kolar, an explosive receiver like Xavier Hutchinson. They're going to have an outstanding offense. And defensively, they've always had one of the best defenses in the Big 12, uh, only allowed 21 points per game last year. Nine starters are back, including their top guys, linebacker Mike Rose and strong safety Greg Eisworth. They're going to have the defense as well. I, I, I think this is an amazing team that Iowa State, and I'll be honest with you, Pete, if you would have told me five years ago, I, I could say the words Iowa State national title contender <laughs> in the same sentence, I would have laughed. But uh, it, it's where Matt Campbell's got them. Uh, what does it say about Matt Campbell and, and, and this staff and what they've done in Ames, Iowa? Because no one could have, you're right, Phil, no one would have ever fathomed them putting Iowa State national title contender in the same sentence what does it say about what he's done with this program and and what is the rest of the college I mean you talk to coaches all over the country what are they saying as they look to Ames Iowa and what's going on there 
Yeah, well, usually uh, my conversations be with the other head coaches are all about their teams. I send them over my team pages, and, mm-hmm. and they've got every player on them, all my notes on them, on each player, uh, the stats on each player. Tell them to put me in order. Conversations usually take about an hour or so, uh, and uh, very little time to talk about other head coaches. But I can say, Matt Campbell across the country, everyone I've ever talked to that's brought up the name Matt Campbell has said this is the hottest commodity out there in college football. Everybody wants him. Everybody would love to have Matt Campbell. Campbell, and uh, I, I think that the job he's done there is just amazing. Phil, as you look at the Oklahoma Sooners, they they still deserve to be the favorite, uh, winning you know six Big Twelve Big Twelve titles in a row now. What is it that makes this team maybe go from hey a team that will win the Big Twelve to competing for a national championship this year? Simple answer: defense, and it's something they haven't packed when they've gone to the playoff. You know, Lincoln Riley has been there four years. Three years he's had an experienced quarterback. Twice that experienced quarterback has won the Heisman. The other time the quarterback was a Heisman finalist. Well, he's back to having the experienced quarterback. And, you know, last year they weren't bad, but they only averaged 495 yards per game. They usually average about 560 yards per game. Now it's Spencer Rattler's back. Uh, they get back Kendy Brooks, a two-time 1,000-yard rusher at running back, add in Eric Gray. I've got my number four set of running backs in the country. The receiving core, Marvin Mills, uh, Marvin Mims, I should say, Theo Weiss, Mario Williams, uh, the tight ends with Stogner and Hall. They have my number two set of receivers in the country. Offensive line, how about the best offensive line in the country? But the problem is when they've got to the playoffs the first three years under Lincoln Riley, they gave up 54, 45, and 63 points in their three games. Well, last year, they actually had a better defense than Alabama, only gave up 21.7 points per game and less yards per game. They've got eight starters back on defense. My number three rated defensive line, number nine set of linebackers, and number three DBs. So all that, you got the best offense in the country, a top five defense, I believe, this year, and an outstanding special teams, which I rate number 20. They really are the complete team. And here's the other factor thrown in. Last year, and almost everybody in the country this year, Pete, when I talked to 110 of the 130 head coaches, almost everybody's got 15, 16, 17, 18 returning starters. The four teams that made the playoff last year, they have 9, 10, 11 returning starters, and all of them lose their starting quarterback. So it's a great year for Oklahoma to step in there and win their first national title since 2000. So who, Phil, as we look at the rest of the conference then, Where do you go for number three? It seems like that can be the hotly debated question right now in this league. Uh, Where do you think it is? Who do you think it is? Uh, I think it's between two teams. I'm going to go with Texas and TCU. And when I look at Texas, when I talk to Coach Sarkeesian going over the team with them, he was very pleased with the talent that he inherited there. Tom Herman did a good job. And, you know, something I said when they were – uh, fixing to get rid of Tom Herman last year was, you know, they're three plays away from being an undefeated team. You go back to that fumble against TCU at the goal line at the end of the game, they would have won. The Oklahoma game went four overtimes in Iowa State. They let almost start to finish. Uh, Iowa State didn't get its first lead until two minutes left in the game. They could have been a 10-0 team last year. And ironically, when I talked to Coach Sarkeesian, uh, he wasn't talking about rebuilding. He said, I like the roster we have. And, Phil, we were three plays away from being unbeaten last year. Why can't we contend for the Big 12 title? So I, I think that Texas is a team to be reckoned with. The big question mark with me for them is going to be the quarterback position. Who's going to replace Sam Ellinger? Ellinger was amazing, led a lot of late comebacks. If Hudson Card or Casey Thompson takes over and does a good job, they could become a legitimate threat. And they're my favorite for that number three spot, along with TCU. And TCU, Gary Patterson always has one of the best defenses in the Big 12. 
Uh, this year he's got eight starters back on the defensive side of the ball. Now, Max Duggan last year took over as a quarterback. He missed the start of the year, missed a lot of August and September, uh, but then uh, came in in the opener, led the comeback in the second half. I think he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Zach Evans was the number one rated running back out of high school last year, bounced around to a couple places, landed at TCU, didn't get his uh, firm footing until the end of the year. Now he leads one of the best running back groups in the country with uh, Dermacado and Miller there. The receiving core looks solid, and the offensive line's a veteran group. So I think TCU with Gary Patterson, oh, it seems like every couple of years they spring up there and become a main contender in the Big 12, and I think this could be that year. Yeah, and we're all kind of waiting to see what happens with the uh, with the offense, as you note. That's, that's really the only reason they've been held back in kind of mediocrity the last couple of years. So as, as we kind of uh, assess the landscape of this conference from there on down, uh, there are teams that are looking to make that that next jump, whether it's a Texas Tech, a West Virginia, I mean, Baylor in year two under Dave Aranda. Where do you think the direction goes from there? Where's the team that you're saying to yourself, boy, if things just break right for this program, they could surprise uh, surprise a lot of people, even if it's not competing for a, uh, a league title. Who is that team that could surprise, Phil? Yeah, well, there were four teams in the Big 12 last year with a losing record, and I think three of those teams would have that shot. Uh, believe it or not, I'm leaving Kansas off that list. Uh, First-year head coach that uh, took over a team after spring practice, mm-hmm. new coordinators, offense and defense. Uh, but, I mean, when you look at Baylor, Baylor was a team with Dave Aranda last year, that uh, and I, I pity all first-year head coaches last year because they they basically stepped in. And I'll tell you, Pete, when I sent the first-year head coaches my sheets last year, a lot of them said, Phil, you know the team better than I do. I haven't even seen these guys with pads on yet. So uh, for first-year head coaches, it was extremely tough, no spring practice, all the things that happened. And Baylor took the step back that was expected last year. But Coach Aranda's brought in a, a good squad this year. I think they've got some talented players. They had in a couple of key transfers uh, like uh, Apu Ika, uh, Ika in the uh, deep nose tackle spot, uh, Jalen Petrie. Uh, was first team Big 12 at linebacker. So I think they could surprise some teams. Kansas State took a step back last year, but we saw two years ago what Chris Kleiman could do. And keep in mind, last year he lost his starting quarterback, Skylar Thompson, week three. They struggled with a freshman quarterback, Will Howard, after that. Teams just ganged up the line of scrimmage and forced him to pass, and Will Howard struggled uh, many times. He had an 8-10 ratio last year. I think with Skylar Thompson back, a guy that Coach uh, Kleiman feels is an NFL-caliber QB, they'll be much improved. And then Texas Tech, uh, third-year head coach Matt Wells. Third year is when head coaches usually reach their stride. Eight starters back on defense, six on offense. Uh, and good talent throughout. I think Texas Tech could be one of those surprise teams. So any of those three teams that had a losing record last year wouldn't surprise me if they jumped up to the middle of the pack this year. All right, so Phil Steele is joining us here on the show. Always great to get his insights and get his perspective. We haven't yet talked about Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy. He's bringing back a quarterback in Spencer Sanders, but there's questions as to whether or not he's the guy that can get Oklahoma State into Big 12 title contention. What is your takeaway right now and what – Mike Gundy's team is bringing back to Stillwater. Well, they're going to have a good defense, uh, which is not something they're well known for. I mean, even last year they gave up 379 yards per game, and that's the best defense they've had in a long time. But eight starters are back on the defensive side of the ball. So I I think that the defense, which uh, all three units, by the way, ranking my top units in the front of the magazine, will be improved this year. They do need to get consistent quarterback play from Spencer Sanders. He's sort of been up and down. But I like the running backs with L.D. Brown and Desmond Jackson. I think they will step in and replace uh, Chuba Hubbard very well. 
They've got some dangerous receivers like Tay Martin and Brendan Presley, uh, and the offensive line's a veteran group. They've got their opportunities this year. They do have to play Texas Tech, West Virginia, Iowa State, uh, all on the road as well as Texas, which makes for a pretty tough schedule, especially when you get Oklahoma at home. That's almost like uh, if you can't beat Oklahoma, then that's almost like having your toughest opponents on the road. Uh, But I've got Oklahoma State middle of the pack this year. Yeah, and uh, last team, West Virginia, Neil Brown's trying to take that next jump. Uh, do you look at this and say, hey, this is a, a year where Neil Brown can can uh, have a have a sneaky good team? The defense was there last year, so what's it going to take for the Mountaineers, Phil? Yeah, and they lose Darius Stills up front, but yeah. Dante Stills is still back, so that's a nice thing to have. And uh, they've got some uh, good talent. They bring in uh, uh, McClendon coming over from Tennessee, who is one of my higher-rated uh, guys. They've got... Uh, the defensive line's got some key players on it, so they're going to still be nasty on the defensive side of the ball, especially having nine starters back there and then nine starters back on offense. If they can get the running game going, I think that's the key to West Virginia. There was a lot of games last year, the last two years for that matter, where they've struggled to run the football, and that's not Neil Brown territory. He usually has a solid running game. So if Letty Brown can step in and the two true true freshmen, Jalen Anderson, Justin Johnson, get going, and they get that run game, I think that'll make Jarrett Deji a better quarterback. He's got the receivers to throw to with Wright and Ford Wheaton. And if they can get a stronger offense to pair with that defense, they could easily move up as well. I, I love the Big 12. As I mentioned, I like nine of the ten teams in the Big 12 this year. The only one I think is not a bowl caliber team would probably be that uh, team I mentioned earlier to pick for 10th. Give me or give KU fans just a a, a reason for optimism. I'm not saying a, to win four games this year, but give them something to feel good about. Phil, how should how should they be looking at this season? Lance Leipold, feel yeah. good about him. Okay. He's a guy that's going to build the team the right way. And then also keep in mind. Uh, there, uh, Les Miles was a guy that was uh, building the team the right way with true freshmen, and a lot of those true freshmen are back. Now, there's still a huge gap between them and the rest of the Big 12, and they've got a brand-new offense coordinator, brand-new defense coordinator, just trying to learn the team right now in the fall, which is always a tough thing to happen. But there is some talent here, and I think Lance Leipold's a guy who two, three years from now could have this team really turned around. So I love the head coach hire. He did a great job at Buffalo. They struggled their first couple of years at Buffalo, but they were dominant his last couple of years at Buffalo, and uh, that's, that's a good reason for optimism. All right, I like it. We like it. He's Phil Steele. You all know the magazine. It is the best in getting ready for the season. We love it here. Phil, great to have you on. Thanks so much for joining us. Always fun talking football with you, Pete. Thanks for having me on today. And, by the way, just a quick note for your listeners. Barnes & Noble, Books A Million are the two exclusive places we're at this year. And you can also get the magazine at philsteel.com. That's S-T-E-E-L-E.com. Love it. Phil, have a great day. Thanks so much for joining us. Can't wait for the season. Have a good one, Pete. It's Phil Steele. Great to have him on the show. I'm Pete Mundo. Thank you guys for joining us. And I promised I would read a couple of The great reviews we've gotten on iTunes here, where if you leave a rating and a review, you've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie coming your way. Um, Just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and I will get you that koozie in the mail. This one from Cubed15. I don't typically listen to college football podcasts, but this one I'll listen to. Great coverage of the Big 12, and especially with the current situations taking place. Always looking forward to new episodes. Well, thank you for that. Also, uh, just some other ones coming in here. Let me see. What else do we have? 
do, 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 do this one. Enjoy listening to your show and the perspective you bring on Big 12 topics. Your show touches all fan bases inside the conference. Thank you for that one as well. And you guys uh, really can't thank you enough. This show continues to grow because of you, because you just hit that little five-star, leave a rating. And that's why I'm, I'm hand, I, I literally send these koozies out in the mail myself. I do it all on my own. We're doing more every week. I'm going to need help with this pretty soon. i got to order a new batch, by the way. So uh, you guys are the best. Can't thank you enough. Have a great, great couple days here. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place, on heartlandcollegesports.com.